You're listening to WNCP Marquette, home of the North Coast Post podcast. North Coast Post. Welcome, listeners, uh, to the podcast. With me today is Mike Walker of Dia de los Tacos, a Mobile Cuisine's national contest winner for Food Truck Taco of the Year. How about them accolades? So the city commission had a big old shebang about the whole mobile food unit scene in February. Uh, you were there, right? Yes. How did that play out? Uh, kind of a long thing. I mean, we I was actually, I approached them almost two years ago with the idea of like adopting an ordinance that would be more specific to to food trucks um and so it's literally been about a two-year thing where it kind of kept getting put on the back burner because you know bigger fish to fry they got a hospital to build they got you know shit like that but um this last i mean this last bit of it was pretty pretty easy it seemed seemed like everybody had done the work they wanted to get done and you know the thing was written it was. I found it super agreeable. Everybody um, that I talked to, with few exceptions, was was really into it, and um, they they sent it through unanimous. So it was. Uh, it's, it looks like what it, what it's going to do is open up some you know more more locations for me and other people running food trucks and more times. It'd be nice. Well, you've been in the scene here for since 2013. Were you the only food truck? Or- the main one uh, in town when this went through, and did you contribute to that writing of that ordinance at all? Well, so, I mean, I'm hesitant to say we were the, o- the only one or the first one. There was a, a couple of businesses that had food trucks, um, Stucco's and uh, uh, Rolling Smoke Barbecue, but yeah. we were the first one that kind of did it, like, on a regular, you know, scheduled basis. And they both had location-based businesses, too, right? Right, yeah. right. Um, but so... Yeah, and so in those word terms, then yes, we were the only one that was like, "This is our only thing. This is our bread and butter, or whatever." Right. And uh, when when we approached them, it wasn't I didn't write it or anything. What I did is, you know, kind of brought with me some copies of like legislation that had taken place in Kalamazoo, with Traverse City, and Ann Arbor, um, and say, you know, these are examples of other spots in Michigan where where things have been really successful and worked out for the community, and um, just like let's take a look at that. Maybe we use it as an example, as an inspiration. Or okay. Just got the the discussion going, basically. Right, right. Because you uh, were looking to get a little more freedom in terms of where, where you could park? Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's really the long and the short of okay. it. It was just, you know, I wanted, you know, not, not disrespectful to anything that we've been allowed to do thus far. We've been sure. able to make it for, you know, almost three years. But, um, yeah. but just let's get some more, right. you know. I mean, I, I wanted to be able to park spots that I was afraid that we weren't allowed to do so. And let's just see if we can make that happen. Right on. Now, were there some uh, brick-and-mortar restaurant owners present at the meeting? Uh, this last one, there was there was only one. Um, the, the previous time that this came came up, which was a little over a year ago, um, there were about five that were that were relatively vocally opposed. Um, and this time, there was only one representative, and 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 the opposition there was, I mean, gee, not illegitimate. You know, she's got concerns that I, I can understand and but I think that the city did a good job of addressing their concerns as well as making it you know amenable to, to everybody yeah well that that makes sense the um what are those concerns I mean is it that you're gonna come park right out in front of their front door and intercept a customer so well yeah, I mean almost verbatim that yeah okay. you know like that 
if if somebody wanted to go out and have a fifty dollar steak dinner and they see a taco truck sitting in front of them, <laughs> you know, they're going to be somehow dissuaded by our you know lack of a restroom and a right. yeah. know, everybody's or, dressed up all night. Yeah. And and I mean, whatever I you know I mean to me, I, that's I mean that that seems like a silly argument. It seems like but okay, that's fine that you've but you've worked you've got your your thing and every. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to cast aspersions on somebody for what they for their concerns. Sure, um, but it seemed like I said it seemed a little silly. Some of them, you know, some of the concerns, um, as, as some people have suggested, that, you know, the only restaurant that really needs to be concerned about competition is a bad one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I yeah. mean, healthy competition boosts everybody's right. quality. Right. How limiting is the ordinance, the current one now, in, uh, in terms of where you can set up? Is, is, it, is it carte blanche now? No, it's no, it's certainly not. I mean, there's um, basically what what it's going to do is open up almost all the city parks. It's, it excludes Lower Harbor, Matson Park, um, unless you have like a special permit event, which makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we can do. Washington Street, Third Street, like after eight p.m., but you still have to maintain a hundred and fifty foot distance from. A restaurant that's serving food so you know i mean if we wanted to hit the 100 block of washington it wouldn't make sense to do it till after 10 o'clock because i mean you know doghouse is serving food lanny up serving food and we you know i don't i don't want to show up and mess with that we'll come right. in after those guys shut down you know help everybody that's crowd and- yeah i mean and and everybody that's coming out of the bar is looking for something to eat this will hopefully keep them from driving out to mcdonald's or you yeah. know whatever Totally. <laughs> Keep them off the roads. Yeah, yeah. Bring the food to them. Right, exactly. Um, is there uh, overhead cost-saving advantages to running a truck as opposed to a building? Oh, probably. I mean, sure. You know, um, you although your type of license, you have to have a place to prep the food off, off the truck's property. Right, right off the yeah. Truck. I mean, I, I do maintain a, you know, a kitchen um, in South Marquette that we rent from the Women's Center. Um, so... I mean, I, but you know the cost of opening, operating a fully functional restaurant is is huge. You know, the cost of doing what we do is significant for sure. But it's, I mean, wildly different in terms of, you know, the, the comparison. And but it's also wildly different with the hours that you can operate. I mean, I can't, I can't be out for more than four hours. I can't, you know, I can't. Uh, um, is that part of the ordinance? Well, that's that's just like a. The way that my truck exists and like the health department, like we hot hold food and you, and you just can't after four hours, it's it's toast. You got to toss it. Okay. So, um, it's just you know you're kind of it's it's this interesting sort of like limiting thing, which is kind of I don't know. It reminds me of like like Jack White would talk about <laughs> um, playing guitar. Like he would he would only um, you know like only allow himself to use like the minor pentatonic scale to you know accomplish what he wants to you know say and. And like writing these boxes for yourself as 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 anybody who's got a craft, like making forcing limitations, you know, kind of forces you to produce a better thing within that. Does, right. that, does that make any sense? I don't yeah. know. That seems like I've kind of just derailed. But no, I say I see what you mean. When uh, you have those constraints, you get creative and yeah. innovative, and yeah, your product does probably get better. Right, right. You have to you have to like figure out a way to make the best out of what you're fucked up conditions yeah. are <laughs> well it's it's a pros and cons scale like the the fact that your maybe your overhead is lower because your kitchen doesn't exist on prime real estate right, right on washington street but uh you know people might have a trickier time finding you when they're got that taco craving you know so <laughs> right. 
I'm sure it's a balance. But overall, would you say, would you trade a, the truck for a, a solid bricks and mortar, or do you think the truck model is actually a better business model for a restaurant? I, I won't lie, man. I mean, the goal is still to open a brick and mortar. Um, I would maintain the truck, though, as well. I would like, I, I mean, especially now that I've gotten a feel for how, you know, when we, you know, we go to the medical center every Thursday. If we stopped going there on Thursday, I mean, we got some really loyal people there. Yeah. We'd break be a, their freaking hearts. It'd be a know? riot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> damn near. And uh, so if, if and when I do get to a position where I can open a brick and mortar, I still would maintain the truck. I'd still go to those spots where people yeah. are, you know, really excited to see us pull up. When we come to Black Rocks on Friday night, you know, we'll come around the corner, beat the horn, the people on the porch, you know, scream, you know, yeah. like, like, yeah, right. you know, and I mean, that's just, that's exciting. You can't, I don't want to mess with that. It's as much a part of your brand as the skull. Oh, I think for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a, you know, super exciting thing for people to kind of latch onto. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, like they got loyal, you right. know, and, uh, and it, that means a lot to me. I'm not going to look that in the, look that gift horse in the mouth or no way <laughs> um so tell me about the uh the way the truck came to be uh when did you decide and how did you fund your your food truck well so i mean the ju- jumping back a bit i was living out in just outside portland oregon uh with my then wife and uh she and i basically decided you know after years and years of me working in restaurants and whatnot, that maybe the idea of me moving back to Marquette, I grew up here, um, and 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 us opening a restaurant was actually something I wanted to do, which previously had seemed insane. I didn't want him to come back here. I did at all, and uh, couldn't wait to get the hell out when right, we left. Right. Um, but like all of a sudden, it was like you know, actually Marquette's kind of cool, and you know, like <laughs> that show Portlandia had started them jumping off traffic. Sure. And. Uh, and the, that theme, the song in the first episode where the dream of the 90s is alive in Portland. Yeah, the 1890s. Thing. Right. Well, and then I was like, no, but it's really true in Marquette. <laughs> and and oh it was God. like this kind of like slacker hipster vibe that like, I was like, what if we went back there and opened, a, you know, made some food? Anyway, we got back here, you know, didn't have any money and we took straight jobs. I was working at Upfront and Company, um, the nightclub restaurant. Oh, yeah. And uh, and she was, uh, she had an ad- admin job and then... We bought a house and then up front clothes, she got laid off. Whoa. And uh, um, so it's like, we're, you know, we're, fucking, we're broke. We got to pay the mortgage. And at the same time, my grandmother died and left me a little bit of money. Hmm. And so it was like, well, okay, let's take this. This is, this is like that opportunity. You know, let's try to start the restaurant, but it wasn't that much money. So instead of the restaurant, let's do the truck. And, you know, like I said, we just came from Portland. Food trucks are everywhere. Like, what if we did a food truck? Which... Again, that's insane. I mean, but that first year there was no winter. No winter happened, and we can't. You know, Whoa. I mean, it was. I think it snowed twice. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! And uh, so, so I bought a food truck, but then we started it, and then that winter was the coldest winter on record. <laughs> Man. Um, anyway, and you're trying to operate this truck out there in the frigid conditions, right? For yeah. the first time, right? Yeah, and, and I mean, it was a cheap truck. It was a fucked up truck. You know, it's not the same one. It's the same one. Oh, yeah, you, you just I, improved on it. Yeah, I mean, we just been kind of limping it, patching it together, you know, like as best we can. Chris, our crew chief, is you know under there in the winter, like patching Man. things up. <laughs> well, obviously, your focus has been more on the culinary side, other than the mechanical side, which we're grateful for. We don't care if your truck breaks down as long as your tacos sound good. Show up, right? So, yeah, as long as you can get to the spot. Um, tell me a little bit about your. Uh, 
philosophy in terms of ingredients and uh, what it is that makes them so darn tasty? Uh, well, I mean, I it's just so like, I've worked in restaurants for years and years and years, and and I worked in this place in Detroit um, called Slow's Barbecue, and Slow's is right on the edge of a neighborhood of Mexican town, and everybody who worked in the kitchen there when we weren't working we just booked down the street go to these taquerias you know and and that's what we lived on i mean as much as the barbecue and slows which was in and of itself great but yeah that was what well, the food that we fell in love with and and i was eating that shit every day and i just wanted to like make that i wanted to, to eat that when i was living out west also has great taquerias but i was at home like trying to recreate those those dishes those tacos and uh so this was just like me really trying to pay attention to that kind of thing and i was you know um really i want to pay attention to how you know we're going to take this slow you know this pork is going to cook for six eight hours As you it know should. and uh let really let that collagen break down and mm-hmm. um really get let the tender yeah and you know that that shit's going to get rubbed down the day before we're going to let it you know rest in that in the spice rub and that's um i make sure like i mean there we there's chili powders that we use that you can't get around here we have to special order okay um and i'm super particular about that you know and the cheeses too i have to special order all the cheeses i have to you know all those things take a little time and a little extra attention and i just was gonna be kind of a dick about it like this is what i want to make i'm gonna make it that way um yeah and if, if somebody couldn't get it for me i'm gonna go to somebody else and Right on. And if it costs a few extra bucks, well, oh, yeah. that, it make, makes it worth it. Yeah. Um, and zero gluten in the whole truck. It's completely gluten-free menu, right? Yeah, that's that's accurate. And that's, I mean, that's because I'm, I'm, I have celiac disease, and it was important to me. I'd be, trying to eat out with celiacs, like, is a pain in the ass. And uh, so, yeah, it was like I wanted to, and we don't, like, bolster it, like, because, you know, oh, it's 100% gluten-free, because I feel like that would lend it this kind of, like, medicinal you know kind of um doesn't fit the the branding really right like that kind of rock ethos or whatever <laughs> um yeah but but it is it's 100 percent gluten-free you know it's a, that that word's out there and we'll we'll mention it here and there but that's yeah um but yeah that's that's a fact and that's a that's like a, a bonus for certain people not right. necessarily the cornerstone that shouldn't be the driving point you no. come there because it's delicious right. you know gluten or not right um, and the uh, the skull logo. I noticed you also have it tattooed on your arm. Yes. Was that after the truck? You got the tattoo or before? Yeah, yeah, that was after. What what uh what does that logo say about it? Why did it come to that? Well, so I mean, the name um, Dia de los Tacos is a uh, I'm it's a re- so it's a reference to the holiday Dia de los Muertos, which is you know the Mexican the Day of the Dead. It's a celebration of I, I, I've always been really fascinated by by that holiday in particular, Mexican culture in general, but like that holiday and how instead of, you know, like this really mournful approach to, you know, losing a loved one, it's this celebration, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I, I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, with trying to just think of a name for something, I mean, it literally hit me when I was in the shower. I was like, you know, just like coming up with, you know, super stupid ideas and, yeah. and like taco that, man, <laughs> right, right, taco king, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> And like I, I just like kind of said it in my head, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, I think Dia de Tacos is good." And it like, like, like this day of the you know celebrate the taco and celebrate you know that that whole thing like, and uh, so I you know shouted shouted it out, and I was I was like, "No, that's the one that's gonna stick." And 
and and it accompanies with it like that whole sugar skull which in in that with that holiday they you know they what they do they make these literal sugar skulls and paint them and put the name of like your your grandmother or your you know yeah. whomever that that passed away and and then that's a, that celebration i was like we, there's that imagery it's super iconic really you know fucking graphic and sticks out and uh i want so chris and I, Chris is uh, our, our crew chief. He mm-hmm. and I, and and his wife Renee, who's our sous chef, they are both graphics folks. So we sat down, and I, you know, like kind of just pulled that together, the three of us. And um, it's great. Thank you. Yeah, it's I, it is it's awesome. I would really love it. And we we had our had my other friend painted on the truck. And after we were open for a year, I went actually next door to uh, yeah. Sean at Inkwell, and he uh, he stuck it on my arm for it. me. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, kind of bouncing all over the place here, but I I did want to talk about um, STFU, which is one of my favorite acronyms. Um, not that I want you to STFU right now. I actually want you to talk a little bit about food truck licensing. What type of licenses exist, and uh, how did you choose right. which one you chose? Well, uh, so the, the STFU license, the the Solo Transitory Food Unit. Oh, okay. Um, it's uh so so what that's what that's actually like i think in most food trucks that's the most common license and that means that you do every all all your work happens on the truck they do all their all their prep everything and uh i didn't know anything about the licensure when we bought the truck i just i mean i i, I fell into everything backwards and yeah. uh <laughs> and so i got this truck and it really you know it doesn't have ovens on it it didn't didn't have you know was it meant to be cooked? It was an ambulance, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, and and uh, it was so. So it's you know like I had like a hot holding well, and I had you know had a grill, and I had access to this kitchen there, and you know we uh, what we what we learned luckily is that there's this other license, the, the mobile the mobile food license, and but that means that we have to so we have to do all of our prep in you know our, our commissary. Mm-hmm. And then we have to return to our commissary with the truck, do a full scrub down every day. Okay. Um, and uh, which is fine. I mean, it was, it, it was it was literally what we were planning on doing anyway. That was like I was like, oh, so there's a license that perfectly fits what we're already it's probably a kind cheaper of, license too, isn't it? It is um, a little. Okay. Like, I mean, it's not much. Not really. I mean, it's it, it actually kind of comes out in the wash when you have the so we have to have. You know, both spots inspected by the health department twice a year. Okay. So it's, you end up paying for it anyway. And yeah. You, I mean, right. It's fine. That, that part, I don't give a care about that. Yeah. It's just, it, it suits you. It, right. Yeah. It suits us really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then now I, I just was over at Black Rocks last week and I noticed a new food truck in town. Yeah. I didn't taste it yet, but Kansas City Barbecue is right. now on the scene here. Yeah. Yeah. Are they, uh, have you spoken to the owner and are they excited about the new city ordinance? Yes, uh, to both. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. His name's Scott. Super good guy. Just moved up here from Kansas City. Um, he he was on the like kind of competition circuit down there doing doing barbecue and and winning. Wow. You know, um, so some authentic stuff. Yeah, know. yeah. And uh, he's a good dude. We went out, um, had a couple drinks when he when he first got into town. Just to you know, he wanted to introduce himself, and yeah. we, we went out and shot the shit for a little bit. And uh, he's he's making some great food. Um, I'm hoping that uh, I mean I think he's he's on week two right now, okay. and, and I'm hoping that he, you know, is start able to start getting out there a little bit more, and you know, we'll see him at some of the same spots that we do. Um, I mean, like he's, be, he's already at Black Rocks on yeah. Thursdays, and right. I, I mean, he should 
I'd like to see him do a shift or medical center. I want to sure. pick it up when I'm not working. I want to eat yeah. his food. <laughs> right on. How would you like to see a scene? I mean, like in L.A., I'd take lunch break and they'd be lined up down the road. Right. And, you'd, oh, do I want Chinese today or tacos? Yeah, or, right, right. You know, um, what, how would you feel if, if the food truck scene really surged here? I think that'd be amazing. I mean, I think, like... I, I think it would be almost comedically awesome, like if if somehow, I mean, I, I want it to happen because I'm greedy because I want to eat from it, yeah. eat from all those spots. Right. Um, but I also want to see it because who would think that in Marquette, Michigan, you could like build this like conglomeration of, yeah. of food trucks and maybe all get together down at you know a park at once a week. You could or have whatever. a festival around them. You know? Seriously, I mean, and and it kind of feels like we're heading in a direction like that. Um, I've, I've said. It, if if half the people who've talked to me about wanting to start tr- food trucks do it, and if half of them are any good at it, we are going to see some incredible food in this wow. town. I mean, I, I hear about a lot of people wanting to pull this off. So Wow. Well, yeah, the desire's there. That would make you a pioneer of sorts, I think. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank you for joining us and yeah. talking food trucks with us. Um, if you haven't tried Dia de los Tacos yet, do yourself a favor and get the carnitas. Muy bueno. Um, All right. So that does it for this podcast. We're not sure who's going to be on next one, but we'll let you know as soon as we do. For Mike Walker, this is BJ Alden signing out. North Coast Home.